Ah, that's a good question. I I think just because you're, I'm going to cry here. Oh, sorry. No, that's okay. Well, because you just, you get insecure, I think. Mm -hmm. But he was very supportive. And he, he, he still loves me no matter what. Yeah. This week, new guest Bridget Cutshaw shares her tips and advice and experiences on what it takes to have a fulfilling marriage. Stay tuned. The whole mission of Hitched is to help couples enjoy their marriage and live happily ever after. That's one of the reasons we have the Hitched Wine Club. We wanted to offer something that would be a reminder every month for couples to sit down, reconnect, and enjoy the company of one another. We have partnered with the fantastic Touring and Tasting who hand select the wines that will be delivered to your door each month. You can go to our website, hitchedmag.com, click on the Wine Club link, and check out the different club options available to you. Again, visit hitchmag.com and click the Wine Club link. Cheers! Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined and I'm excited today because we have a new guest, Bridget Cutshaw. She is a solutions consultant and health advocate. Uh, Bridget is also a two-time breast cancer survivor and is living with a benign brain tumor. Uh, Bridget is the author of Expecting the Good Inspiration from a Badass with a Big Heart and is also the author of Real Things, Six ways to embrace life. You can learn more at her website, BridgetCutshaw.com. So first and foremost, uh, welcome. Thank you for coming on, Bridget. Thank you for the um, opportunity, Steve. I appreciate it. My pleasure. My pleasure. Um, So one of the things that, um, well, we we talk, I mean we've talked a lot about marriage on this podcast um, over the years and one of the most common questions I get asked is like what's the secret how do you do it what you know if you, you publish all these articles and do all these podcasts like what um, what would you say is the secret and so I'm excited to have you on because you are going to share uh, keys to a fulfilling marriage um, you yourself having been married for over thirty years so. Um, I'm that old. (laughs) (laughs) So with all that being said, um, when we talk about having a thriving marriage, what stands out to you as if you were to pin it down to what would be the most important thing? I think the most important thing in a relationship is having respect for each other. I, you need to be able to support and respect each other because if you don't, and you have to respect yourself as well. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's the key. And I was really fortunate to have been raised around that environment as well. I, my mom was married three times. The third marriage lasted 33 years, her marriage, mm-hmm. right? And that was kind of the book I wrote about, about that situation with that stepfather. Mm. And it, he had a huge impact. And he respected my mother and pushed her. He respected me and my sister as girls because back back then, a lot of, you know, and maybe even now, um, women 
have it a little harder. So that to me is respect. Yeah. So what when you when you talk about respect, what does that look like? Not not to belittle someone when they have an op- given opinion. Uh-huh. <laughs> that makes sense, yeah. and and not to judge you. Um, my husband is really great about that. We met. I was nineteen when we met. I was a college student, and he was not quite twenty yet. But we kind of, from our background, we both our parents were b- both divorced when we were both like fifteen years old. I mean, we didn't know each other then, but mm-hmm. I kind of had a a guide. You know, we a, a guide too. We came from broken families, mm-hmm. right? And so that kind of helped and understand maybe we learned, saw what our parents did incorrectly. And we learned from that. And we both have very strong mothers, right? Yeah. Not a, not my mom's more opinionated than his mom was, but they're they're very, very strong women. That helped. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as I mentioned at the top, you have been married for 30 years. Uh, are the keys to success in your marriage and relationship different today than they were 30 years ago? I think what helped us, like I said, we, we met when we were really young, 19, and we were dating for like, knew each other for like four years before we, before we got married. I think now my husband was un- unique in that he supported me and helped when we had kids, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of times back in the long time ago, the, the women were expected to take care of the kids. But we were the first in my family to get married and the last to have kids. So, mm. um, because we didn't really, in the beginning, we're like, eh, we're not going to have kids because we saw how stressful it was on, on our marriages and just families. Having kids and trying to work is difficult. But at the same time, we have to, you know, like I said, respect and support each other. So that's what I've noticed. He... More men, I think, are helping around in that respect because mm-hmm. back then it was not. Yeah. So, in in your marriage specifically, have you noticed any kind of evolution uh, from, let's say, the first five years to the most recent five years? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> the first five years we had no children, so mm-hmm. it was like freedom, right? I'm kidding. Um. But we had dogs. My that's another thing too. I, my husband, I, I'm a big, big dog lover. So I've always wanted to take care of things. Mm-hmm. So it was me and the dog, or no, no Bridget. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. he was op- open to that. So he was he's really good with animals. So we had a lot of freedom with that, being able to do whatever. But then the last five years, it's kind of back to that again because our our um, our sons are basically adults now, twenty and twenty three. Mm-hmm. So we're getting back to that again, and but then you still have, but in the back background, you still worry about them, even though they're adults, right? So that we've always ex- thought that exploring and doing things is important, and we taught our, our sons to do that, to get out and not do the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. Exploring is real important to us. Yeah, okay, cool. Now... Um, do you believe that the keys for your marriage – well, first off, let me ask you. So you mentioned respect. Um, is that is that the key, do you think, that's been the success of your marriage? And how, uh, how would you implore others to utilize that in their own marriages? I really do think 
it is the key. There, don't get me wrong. It hasn't been, you know, perfect every day for 30 years. And about respect, you do need to listen to someone's opinion. And my husband is supportive in what I wanted to do with my my career. That helped, I guess, maybe because his mother was extremely, you know, did really well. Maybe he saw that as a, he had a good role model as a woman, as a woman to help him. Mm -hmm. And I think it really is, you have to have empathy for the other person, you know, their background a little bit Mm -hmm. and what they've dealt with and what they're dealing with, with work and what they want out of life. That's so important. Even though my husband are, I joke that we're yin and yang, we really are different, but at the same time, we're the same because we believe in respecting each other and we don't, if we do get into argument, we don't go to bed mad. Mm-hmm. You know, it, that's that's not good. That kind of makes it brew, you know, if you. Right. Uh, so at the top, I mentioned that you are a two-time breast cancer survivor and, and you're currently living with a benign brain tumor. How has that impacted your marriage and the dynamic between you and your husband? It was very difficult on both of us. I think the first time around, it was we had uh, forgot what the two the surgery is called. Anyway, a little tiny surgery. Then I had radiation. I didn't go do um, get as many second opinions as I needed to. And he was very. My husband was very supportive. But then, as a woman, you think, "Oh my God, my husband's going to leave me," mm-hmm. right? That's what you think. And the second time around. Well, first thing, the next thing was the brain tumor that discovered. I'm just really fortunate that my husband is supportive. He always, he, he one of the first things he said to me uh, right before we got married was that I'm the only other person he's ever wanted to take care of besides himself. So I think that helps. Mm-hmm. And so it actually made our marriage stronger, even though I thought he was going to leave. <laughs> so why, why did you have that fear of him leaving, if you don't mind me asking? Ah, that's a good question. I I think just because you're, I'm going to cry here. Um, sorry. No, that's okay. <clears throat> well, because you just you get insecure. I think. Mm-hmm. But he was very supportive, and he 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 still loves me no matter what. Yeah, has um go having gone through all of that changed. Uh, your appreciation in the marriage? Has it changed how you act and treat each other? Has there been any change at all? No, it it made the bond stronger. Because mm-hmm. he, like I said, he always said he, I'm the only other person he wanted to take care of mm-hmm. um, besides himself. And his parents saw that I helped him a lot when I met him. He was a uh, rabble rousers, <laughs> uh-huh. right? And I didn't know him until I was a college student, and he was in the military. So when I met his family later on, they they has they they just thought I was the bomb because I helped straight. You know, I don't know how I helped straighten him out because out out of my family, the three siblings, I'm the more serious one. Uh-huh. So maybe <laughs> because. Um, like I said, my mom's been married multiple times, and someone had it. You know, I'm just the naturally take care of everybody, and so I think he he saw that I was not um, gonna I don't know 
leave him either, right? Yeah. So we just take care of each other. And I think it created a stronger bond going after all this weird stuff. It, we know we're not going to be here on this earth forever. Mm-hmm. And so we also um, want to make sure we pass that kind of stuff on with our kids and just to show them just do things that are important to you. But at the same time, if you're with somebody else, you need to respect them. Mm-hmm. And that really helps. So you you mentioned your kids. You have two sons, uh, yes. meaning that you are the only female in the household. Uh, how does that affect your relationship? I think they all laugh at me sometimes. They say I'm nosy. <laughs> but it's the mom in me wanting to know what they're doing. I actually think it has created um, – there's not – there's less drama being the only female in the house. I mean, I'm just, I have a sister and I know people who have daughters. Uh-huh. There's a lot of drama created when you have, I mean, I'm not, it's just the way it is. There's less drama in my house. And, but so my husband, he's a good role model. He doesn't, um, I don't know, they know when dad's mad. How's that, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, he doesn't like yell at them or anything, but he is pretty, straightforward with what's expected and i you know raised my younger sister and so it was difficult trying to raise boys too yeah. it's a lot different they're they're a little you know girls are emotional boys are very uh impulsive and just do things and like you know luckily no one got has gotten hurt like i'm talking physically <laughs> running you know you just don't know i mean my younger son was hanging from the chandelier one time in the dining room when he was like 18 months like old. literally literally hanging yes. from the chandelier Right, they're, wow. boy, they're <laughs> because he climbed up the dining room chair and then the dining room table and the, it had a low-hanging chandelier, so he was uh-huh. hanging. So that's when I'm like, oh, crap, I got a lot on my hands here. So um, they're just more, boys are just more active that way. And so we just thought it was, you know, we just don't take it, you know, we just know they're kids. And, and I think... Maybe because I had an older brother and a younger sister, I'm, I, I know how to deal with both sexes, right? Yeah. Um, but we just thought it was funny. And they, so far, so good. We think they toned out okay. So um, it's interesting. Um, I grew up in a household where I have two brothers. Uh, so my mom had four boys, men in the household. Right. So I can relate to some of the, I, I never hung from a chandelier, but I, I understand the, <laughs> the rowdiness that can take place. Yes. Um, I've also heard people talk about um, mothers talk about how when they had a son that it gave them a new understanding and appreciation for like the male psyche. Like it was like, Oh, you know, I, my husband did these things and whatever, um, I just thought it was like a him thing, but now I see my son doing it and it's, I understand the, how ingrained it is and just right. the male person. I, did you notice that same kind of thing as well? Yeah. I noticed that, um, well, like my husband and I are both into being very active, right? Uh-huh. And he's a, he was a hockey player, did really well. And I'm the, I'm the runner in the family uh-huh. and, um, he doesn't like that, but they, they are more into speed and hitting and, you know what I'm saying, like hockey. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, that's just like, where did that come from? I had no desire. Um, and I'm the one that got our sons into hockey and my husband's like, you don't know what you're doing because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't grow up in Wisconsin like he did around uh-huh. that. So that I've just noticed they're more, um, I did not quite understand why they're, 
the need not for the physical as, contact. <laughs> yeah, they like the physical contact. And I think that's just, you know, as a girl, I didn't really get into that, right? Right. Even though I had an older brother and I tried to keep up with him. And maybe that's probably why I'm a little bit on the, um, I don't know, very active side. Maybe because I blame my older brother for that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Um, but I, I survived my brother. Lord, I mean, good God. Um, yeah, I think that's what it, they're just more, um, they're not as vocal or talkative as a girl. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Has that, has that changed your communication skill set? I've tried, you know, there's sometimes when I probably think when they were growing up that I was just, um, just being too nosy, but I, cause I was worried about them cause they were so rowdy. Do you know what I'm saying? Always checking in on them. Mm-hmm. So now I try to, I have to, have to take a step back now that they're 20 and 23. I can't, I can't ask them all the time what they're doing. You just can't do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, okay. So one last question for you. Uh, if you could leave one action for our listeners to take away, uh, and implement today in their relationship, what would it be? I think you should just ask, you know, if you ask a question to actually listen and not take take control of a conversation in your relationships. Does that make sense? Not be the center. Mm-hmm. Just listen. Take mm-hmm. a step back. Hopefully that makes sense. And that's how you learn about somebody else and to get them to to, to share more stuff. And just be careful, Ryan, and and telling people what to do. We need to listen more. What what people need, listen to what their needs are, and I think that's has helped a lot. I've learned a lot from my husband in that regard too. Just because I'm a girl, we have a tendency <laughs> to tell people. Yeah. Or, or, <laughs> um, if you, um, what about somebody who goes through some serious hardships like you have? What would you recommend for them? That's a good question. I would recommend that you just sub- accept the support people are trying to give you. It's really awkward for some people to help you. They want to help you and don't take it. Don't be offended. I've had some really good support and then some crazy support, you know, uh-huh. and the people mean well and just to let things slide, how's that if they offend you? Not to, t- yeah, I know it's hard to, to explain that, but I, I focus on their intention as opposed to their action sometimes. Yes, perfect. Yeah, focus on the attention they're trying to give you, not on their action. It's just awkward what I've been through. People don't know what to say, and, and don't be offended if they don't reach out to you, you know, because right. it's very hard for some people to express that their, their empathy or sympathy. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of empathy now for people who have dealt with a lot of health issues because I'm one of, they call me the, the zebra among horses because I'm, quote, healthy, uh, right? And I do the right things, but it boils down to the, for the brain tumor, I was a military brat and I was, they believe I was exposed to something radiation wise as a child. Oh. Yeah. And my brother had this some weird thing too pop up the same time they discovered my brain tumor. He had a tumor growing um, on his side, pushing on his heart. He had his removed, you know, but his was a, a fatty tumor, but it's just kind of weird right. that it happened the same year. Oh, interesting. But, yeah. So it is. <laughs> you just don't know that I'm all into trying to. 
I look at things and I question things a lot just because it's just my nature maybe. Yeah, no, that's uh that's very interesting. Um so uh is before we uh wrap this thing up, did is there anything else that you wanted to share uh mm-hmm. with our listeners here about maybe marital advice? I think uh the best advice is to not to I know, try to take control of the conversation, listen, try to listen. And I trust me, I don't take my own advice sometimes, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> it depends. Try not to get too emotional. And it's easier said than done. And, and try to do things together that take you away from, if you have children, mm-hmm. just take a break and go for, just even go for a little walk together. Right. You know, and, and go on on dates we're going on a date this weekend we haven't done that in a while oh fantastic yeah we're going to go downtown atlanta and see lenny kravitz oh (laughs) wow that'll be fun yeah i have to bring earplugs because i don't want to lose uh what you're hearing (laughs) 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 but just make time for each other alone that's really it well uh that sounds like a great time and uh i think that's a a perfect way to wrap up at the Lenny Kravitz concert. So, uh, thank yeah. you. <laughs> thank you so much for your time, Bridget. It was a, it was a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you so much. Appreciate the opportunity. Uh, my pleasure. And before we wrap up, I want to remind everyone you have been listening to Bridget Cutshaw, who is a solutions consultant and health advocate. Bridget is the author of expecting the good inspiration from a badass with a big heart and real things, six ways to embrace life. You can get more information at her website, BridgetCutshaw.com. And of course, you can find a lot more marriage information at our website, HitchMag.com, including thousands of articles, hundreds of podcasts. And as I always like to mention, our newsletter, which is free and it goes out weekly on Monday evenings, takes about 30 seconds to sign up. And uh, it also includes the most recent podcast episode. So hopefully you are signed up for that. And with that, uh, that will do it for us this week. And take care. Until next time.